What's up? It's your girl, JD Inside. JD Inside. <laughs> Inside Real Talk with JD. Go ahead and sing it. Inside Real Talk with JD. <laughs> Okay, y'all, so this is where we get deep and personal with some celebrities, and we have a real celebrity with us right now. He goes by the name of Wyclef John. He's singing my song, too. I love that. Hey. Hi, Wyclef. What's up? Well, my name is Wyclef John, and if anyone's listening from t- that's in Texas, it's Wyclef Jean. <laughs> okay, thank you for the pronunciation. Let me tell you what they be doing. They be messing up my name. I told y'all, why Clef Jean? They Come don't on. Say Jean. They say Jean. Yeah, and then they got to get away. I I let them get away. I'm I'm in America. I'm the American dream. I'm the yes. story. They look at me. They see J-E-A-N. I mean, E-A-N. You know, that's Jean. Why that Clef is Jean. Jean. That's my nickname because my oh. real name is Janine. See? Yeah. And so I go by, yeah. J- I go by JD. Don't call me Jean, though. JD in the house. That's right. So anyway, you're going to be performing tonight. Um, in Noda, it's what we call a neighborhood theater. Yeah, and you're of course talking about your new album, which you have not had a new album in what eight years? Six yes, years? a full length album. Yeah. And so, what in the world are you doing? What took you so long? I mean, I I, I done uh try to become president of Haiti. Yeah, I, took, I, I took, remember that. Yeah, I took time off. See, the name Y Clef Jean is actually more famous than the person, right? So people that are listening to this, so I take them back. We're like, this is. Why Clef that did the Fugees one time, <laughs> and that's the same Why Clef that remixed Destiny Child. No, 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 and gave Beyonce and them they first hit. Now hold on, and that's the same Why Clef that wrote <laughs> "My Love Is Your Love" for Whitney Houston. Now hold on, that's the same Why Clef that's boom, 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 boom. Hold on, is that DJ Khaled? No, they sample Uncle Why Clef. So now people are like, oh, that's that Why Clef. So for me, it's like when you do music that's timeless, yeah. I don't really believe like um, like music has a time or a space. So eight years I took off because after all that work, I felt like it's important to find your purpose because I'm from like the era and I've watched my peers destroy themselves, a lot mm-hmm. of them. I'm talking about suicide, shoot themselves in the head, all kinds, because when you at the top, what does that mean? People be like, yo, at the top, it's a lonely place. My daddy was a minister, and he was like, he kicked me out the church because he was like, yo, man, I'm going to tell you like this. Your daddy kicked you out the church? Of course. You know why? Because, and, and I went through the same thing like Otis Redden and all of them went through. It's called circular, circular music, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they be like, yo, you can't serve two masters. It's either you're going to yeah. serve the devil or God, right? So... And then I really didn't understand what he meant by that because I was like, yo, at the end of the day, um, I'm doing, the talent comes from the universe. That's right. But one time when I was in California and I was in a room and um, and it was a lot of cocaine in the room, you know, and it was a lot of lines and a lot of sniffing going on. And I, I didn't do no lines. Hmm. And it's sort of like, I just heard my daddy's voice. Mm-hmm. So then I understood the metaphor. Maybe the devil is the metaphor for something else. And it just made me understand. So for me, watching my peers and all of that, the music industry, where it's, it's a dangerous place. You have to find your sense of purpose. There is something bigger. It's dangerous, right? Could you imagine? I'm barely 24. And I'm, I already have like $25 million at 24. Yeah. And then you're like, I need a butler. 
I right. need a Mac. I need it's mm-hmm. a, so it's like who's balancing you out? That's right. So what I did was just find my sense of purpose. I went back to my village in Haiti. I was able to help folks. I was able, you know, they threw rocks at me. There was a crazy rumors. You no, know I'm saying the media. They throw rock at you because they don't. They don't want you to, to be uplifting your folks. Yeah. Um, they, you know, I learned like people want you to stay in a certain lane. That's right. It's like that's right. you play basketball, you just keep playing ball. And I don't believe like that. I yeah. believe like, you know, we as gods and goddesses of the universe, our jobs is to always help move the world forward. So every time I come back, it's not like I really left. Right. It's like you leave certain space. Right. So. My daughter's 12 years old. She was just at camp. Um, we sent her in camp in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And I sent her to the YMCA. Her mama was like, you going to the Y this year? She got a tough mama. And because the year before, they sent her to Ramapo, you know, all fancy. And it was oh, like, oh, yeah. you know what? We sent her down to Atlanta. And then so she's down there. <laughs> yeah. And um, she FaceTimes me. She's 12. And then her friend is 13. And her friend is like, oh, my God. Mr. Wyclef John, <laughs> if I was president and the kids are going crazy and it's like, I said, you see, at the end of the day, yeah, did that song hit the radio? Was it in a commercial space? Mm-hmm. No, but a kid that's 13 years old at the YMCA knows that. And mm-hmm. I just think that to me is like the, the most important thing is when you know your purpose that's and right. your reach, you know? Right. And I feel like you, you know it now, especially Definitely. your music. Definitely. So you came to the States when you were nine years old? Yeah, I came, I was like barely 10. Yeah? Yeah, I spoke and no English. No English at all? Nothing. So what did you do? Like your mom's whole goal was what? And what was your thought process during that time? Well, I came from Marlboro Projects. So the first part of it was I was in a village, and I used to take a donkey to school in Haiti. Yeah. What? Yeah. Clef- I don't like a real donkey. Yeah. So my reality is different, right? I, I was not born in the States. I was... I was born in a dirt village. I used to eat dirt from the floor, red dirt. Yeah, real talk. So me and my my little brother, who's a lawyer today, and he's a little more sophisticated than me, very nerdy. And (laughs) we both was in the same village. So if he was here right now, and you know, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I was like, yo, we ate red dirt. He'd be like, yes, but the dirt had minerals in it. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, but he justified the means. So by the time we got to the projects, mm-hmm. we felt like we was in the suburbs. You know what I mean? So we was out there. We was in Marlboro Projects in Coney Island. And I remember being in the project roof. This project was so gangster in Coney Island. Every month, you you know, there'd be a body in the elevator or something. I remember being in the roof. And me and my brother, I looked at my brother, man. He was like, yo, what you going to be, man? I said, a gangster. Because I can't see my mama living like that. He said, what you going to be? He said, well, you going to be a gangster? Then I'm going to be a lawyer. And he's a lawyer today. Thank God I'm a musician. But <laughs> Not a I don't need to say that to my mama had one dream to bring us to America. So whatever she went through, like we can find our way and be successful in life, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure she's proud now, right? Yes, my mama proud. And she helped cultivate your musical gift. She gave you a guitar. That was like one of the first things you got when you came. Yeah, right? my my mom gave me a guitar. And and I never I, I, I'm never ashamed to say, like, you know, like, I know about the gun culture before I knew about the guitar. You understand? And, you know, so when people be like, yo, but the Fugees were not gangsters. I said, nah, we wasn't gangsters. 
I said, but I knew gangsters, you know? And is what I mean? I said, I was bigger than a gangster. I said, the gangster had to respect me because at the end of the day, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. Yo, little homie, you can't be in that corner, man. You got too much talent, man. You got to go do something with yourself. So I remember my mom giving me a guitar <clears throat> and that guitar really just changed things. So it, it helped me not to be in the corner. It helped me to be inside of the house. It helped me to start figuring out different instruments. And then being that my daddy was a minister, you know what I mean? We was raised in the church, which was good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your political future. Now you said you ran for president, of course we all knew, in, in Haiti, yes. unsuccessfully. But would you do something like that again? Well, the thing is, when you go back to Haiti, it wasn't unsuccessfully for a few reasons, right? One is it, we're living in these United States of America, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was to cross-examine anyone and say, what's the Haitian constitution say about running in Haiti? It would be hard for anyone to tell me that unless they study um, French politics, which because Haiti was controlled by France mm-hmm. and would understand how the parliament functioned. So I basically was bamboozled out of a race because they said you had to be in a country for five years and they fed that to the media, right? And then, but no one said, well, what does the Haitian constitution say if Wyclef had a diplomatic passport already? Why didn't I contest? I could have put millions of kids in the street. We could have had a lot of bloodshed. I got on the radio, I said, he who fights and walk away, live to fight another day because I ran for the urgency of saying, if we're gonna move forward in the next 30 years, we need a bigger, we need a younger government. So when they took me out the race, I backed a young government and made them become president of Haiti. So So you won. Yeah, they won, but my goal, I didn't feel like, yo, if I, I wasn't trying to, like I was saying, I would do anything not to run. <clears throat> but when I sat with Harry Belafonte, you know, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't like I was just, I got up and said, yo, I'm going to run for, I'm a heavy dude. I'm deep. I just look simple. So <laughs> I got to go talk to the mentors. So That's when right. I sat with Harry Belafonte, I was like, this guy, he going to tell me the real. And he's in, but I just saw if there was really nobody to do it. Cause if I saw it, so I would never run to become president of anything yeah i did it for the urgency the history and i felt like we broke the cycle so yeah. i'm happy about that okay so you were <laughs> successful in your own right well then. the people were successful yeah, yeah. i got gotcha. you yeah. so how do you feel about our nation's president and his whole philosophy on immigrants coming into our country well i mean i feel that <clears throat> well i always tell people man i play for donald trump he probably watching this he paid me I got my check. He paid on time. I also did The Apprentice. Yeah. And he rocked out. Being president is different, though. It's like putting on a ring and you turn into, like, Lords of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Everything just becomes different. You know what I mean? It's a different kind of superpower. So for me, <clears throat> I just feel that <clears throat> as an immigrant background, right, as someone who understands, I'm an American dream, right? So, like, oh, you could come here... This is the whole idea. Like, if people like us don't come here, it'd be like one style of rice. You know what I mean? It'd be like, you know, it'd be like one style of chicken. It'd be one style of music. Like, Jesus. Like, we we want country music. We want Bollywood music. We want variety. We want variety. So, 
And that variety do not work with just the music. It works with the policies. And what we mean by that is at the end of the day, we have to make sure that through legislation and through policy that we make sure that the people that's going to the Congress is representing the people. So I always tell people it's bigger than the president. I really think y'all giving the president too much credit at times because, look, y'all going to have another election coming up. There's going to be another president. So versus us thinking and being distracted about what's going on, we need to be thinking about there's an election coming up in a couple of years. Is the party that you're representing, are they ready now to basically move ahead, change legislation, change policy? So I got to be honest with you, because we had a situation where everything is like, you don't know where we going because both parties at the end of the day is is in a situation and more so the Democratic Party is hurting right now. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, I think that we as a people, if you're listening, it's like a lot of people that's listening is probably I don't want to. I'm not Republican or Democrat. If I'm independent and then a lot of people sit back. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all are in America that's and right. within America, we have to work. We need health care. We got to make sure that our kids are taken care of. Um, we're going to send you. You're going to send people to to the military, right? And then these people are going to be accounted for. So every time you do that, that's a reality. So I just think that we need some soul healing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you like Donald Trump or not? I'm the perfect person to ask this question yeah, because so. I'm so politically savvy. Yes, please um, answer it. Do I like Donald Trump? I don't know him to like him. Do I okay. like his policies? Do you like his policies? No. I don't like the refugee ban policies. Okay. No. I don't like the health care. No. So um, I can't speak to the person as a person because I don't know he is. But as far as that legislation and that pen, certain things that he's doing, like we say 99% of them. <laughs> you don't like? No. I don't, I, I don't like and I don't agree with it. Okay. Zen. <laughs> Very well politically said. Yeah, because I ain't want, you know, because I could have got caught out there. Yeah, you, know, you have a I sound did. bite on Fox. Oh, yeah. And they probably waiting for me to say something. And they ready, like, too. They primed. Wow. Um, back in the uh, late 80s at Food Deeds Reform, so do you still stay in contact with Lauren Hill? She was here not too long ago, too. <coughs> yes, Phenomenal. I heard. I heard she was here. Um, well, what? So, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say mean? anything wrong. I'm I didn't hear. Okay. Man, I love the Fugees. Um, first time I met Lauren, but 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So what happens is every 10 years, we go through different cycles of life. That's right. Um, when I met Lauren, she just reminded me of Nina Simone. Mm. And till today, she reminds me of Nina. I think Lauren, Beyonce, Alicia, you have these Mary J. There's these raw talent that just can't be duplicated. Um, last time I was on stage with Lauren, we was on the same bill was Miami a few months ago. So everybody's like, y'all, I already oh, wow. know. They're going to do it. It's going to be a sneak Fuji reunion. That didn't happen. But but the show was great, right? Um, it just um, it just shows, right? At the end of the day, growth is very important. And fans don't like the artists to actually grow. So for me, 
um, growth is very important, yeah. but at the same time, to respect the tradition. Like the other day, somebody put out a Fuji leak, right? And mm-hmm. people was excited. It was like, oh, new Fuji record. And I went on Twitter. I was like, I don't endorse it. Lauren went on and did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't talked in a minute, right? But at the same time, we both know how important That's right. that legacy of the Fujis is. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is, 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 is hope. That maybe one day something will happen, right? Maybe <laughs> so, right. Say what? Say what? Anything can happen. That's right. I, I want to stay true to that. I believe it. Yes. So let's talk about your personal life. You're married, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, how long you been married? I've been married since I've been 19. Really? Nah, 24. But still, how, how old yeah, are you now? I'm 46. You're good and grown now. So that's yeah. been about 20 years. Yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah. So Stability how is key. Mm-hmm. Stability is key, right? Now, this is the beautiful thing about Wyclef, right? Like, I'm an open book. All you got to do is Google online. Like, has Wyclef ever cheated? Like, just press the button, right? I'm a man. That's right. Right? But this is why dudes really like me. Because I never play holier than thou, right? If you watch the unsung episode, right? The trick is you can't... The worst thing you want to do is point an eye or a finger at different people, right? Because the fact that I'm human, and this is what made it last so long, right? Is because I just chose someone that's my best friend. Absolutely. I didn't I really that. chose that. I was in the friend zone for a minute. You I feel know. me? So yeah. when you're I in the fr- that. Uh, anyone that's trying to get into a relationship, let me tell you something. Please. Friend zone is good. Because what happened is, now when you're in a friend zone for a couple of years, this is much better. Like, some are, okay, my brothers ain't gonna like this. I hope they're not listening, but they're not with their wives no more now because the friend zone is important. Like when you have a wifey that's in the friend zone, mm-hmm. that basically means that y'all build a human relationship that's yes. not based on hype, right? Yep. Um, and mistakes are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna work through it, and y'all gonna get stronger. So at the end of the day, I'm telling you, like. Any dude that, that that you hear that, you know how many guys I know that be like, oh, I ain't never do nothing to my wife. I'm a, you know, like, I like, don't yeah, let me. I don't, don't fall for all that. Don't let me get a private investigator. We'll catch you. Especially with all these apps. These women will catch you in 2.1 <laughs> seconds. So at the end of the day, you better come clean, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go confess now. Because st- why you still have a chance? <laughs> Do it now. Because <laughs> it's going down. Oh, my gosh. So you say um, your your marriage has been successful because you all started out as friends. And well, there's going to be rough be, times and you just make a decision to stay together. You got to be friends. Okay. I get right? it. I get you got to be friends and you can't it. be boring. Ooh. Boring. Like people be like, it's like. Like you can't be boring. Like boring is like, because <laughs> what happens example. is, what's boring? You ever been in strip club? Yes. Okay, so you're not boring. <laughs> you seen the booty what's pop? It? You seen the booty pop? Excuse me, I'm not going there. I but, know, I mean, but I'm just saying you've been to the strip, strip club. club. Booty pop. I mean, yeah. You're not. I'm just saying, like, just I ain't telling a dude. There's some dudes here, like. Baby, you hear what Wyclef is saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to go to the strip club right now and see some booty. Now, I'm just saying, like, find things that are, are exciting. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you a secret. Tell me. I'll tell everybody. Sometimes you might think it's, it's more taboo or forbidden because you're doing something by yourself. 
it actually takes more courage when you tell the other partner what you're about to do. You okay. open your 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 mind to a whole nother form of, of thought. You know. Now there's some women that are listening to this, like. You better not listen to what Wyclef's saying right now, baby. Like, what you, you talking you, about? You, you better call 911. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. We're going to yeah. be right there for you getting in trouble, seriously. So the bottom line to it is if you can make that honest oath with someone, whatever that oath is, it that's really the key to it. So it's not about the key of let me and you just be partners. If that's what you agree to, then you have to go with it. Yeah. What it is, is make sure that that oath that y'all making, if y'all like freaking, we just going to be best friends and we're going to move forward and do what we do. The oath that I made was no matter what, we always going to be best friends. Because mm. that, that will always take you back to that place mm-hmm. with self. This is definitely another conversation. Because, you feel me? Yeah, I do. I understand your oath. Your oath yeah. seems like it's a little different. I mean, I talk that talk, oaths. though, man. I, I was raised I with those. It. I was raised with them OGs, you know. My uncle, he talked that smack talk. <laughs> and you do it so eloquently. All right, so what kind of relationship do you have with your daughter? You said she's 12 years old. Angelina's 12. relationships, boys. Yeah. I mean, she's 12. She's incredible. She's the love of my life. She more speaks to her mom. About relationships Because she said When she told me that One time I told her that I might have a gun ready Oh God And um, <laughs> Shotgun dads Right So So it's almost like You gotta be careful How you balance it out I mm-hmm. think um, She's incredible She knows me She uh, She understands me uh, I understand her That's good Her mama say I'm soft um, she got me wrapped around her finger. Yeah, she probably does. Um, and it's usually like that. Um, but I would say she's very smart. She's inspirational. Um, she's like the reason. She gives you another reason to live. Yes. So, like, if I live, I breathe, I want to do well, I want to look good, I want when I take off my shirt, have, like, a 16-pack I want to run around the block. <laughs> I want to be able to keep up with her when she takes off. Um, all of this is like incredible things. Sit down, share music, yeah. um, play fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, just, um, I can't swim. What? She can. Are and you going to learn to swim? She started teaching me. I still ain't go to the deep part, but I know I'm saying I'm getting better. <laughs> okay. So I'm hoping before the summer is out, I can just go all the way to the deep part. Yeah, go to the deep. She's going to be so happy. She will. Um, so I'm working on that. But, you know, I got that phobia thing because when I was younger, I almost drowned. So oh, wow. But you live in doing. Haiti. Like, near all the water, you just... I know they be like, yo, Caribbean stuff. I know they be like Caribbean people. Y'all done live by the water. I mean, it doesn't. But I'm telling you, so let let that myth be broken. You see, it's not all people from the Caribbean that be swimming. Right? I'm stereotyping. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about your new music, Carnival Three. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It's different. How? Well, Carnival Three is different because it's the kids. That were listening to Why Clef when they were 12, right? So um, I was saying that uh, I was listening to the radio and the song comes on and they're like, yo, music by Why Clef Young. I was like, I ain't do this song. I said, like, no, it's Young Thug's song. And I said, but who's, what's this swag? Mm-hmm. So, yo, this producer called Super Mario. I see something like me. Well, Clef, obviously, he has the carnival. He was listening to it when he was 12. The whole album is what happens 
when you combine mm-hmm. 1997 with 2017. Wow. So it's sort of like, I think Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones, when they got together, the reason that it sounds so amazing until today we could listen to it, Quincy had a jazz background. He was coming with a whole nother thing, a more of an older, sophisticated form of thinking. Mm-hmm. Michael was more loose. He was more younger. He was coming with a whole nother thing. And I just think... Th- Whoa, when we really think about it, the best records we love, whether if it's the Jackson 5 singing ABC, the band that's still backing, like you can still feel that energy. That's what we're getting from the Carnival 3. So it's it's cross-generation between the Y-Clefs that were 12 that are now producers combined with the Y-Clef of today. It was like, damn, how can we do something where the score fans, the fans that love the Carnival, Mm -hmm. and then... Like my daughter, who's starting to listen to Hendrix and different Wyclef new records. How can we do it so when Wyclef come out, he don't sound like I don't rock, you know? I be doing thing, hey, hey, that's the variety, the spice of life, right? Mix yeah. it all up together. That's right. So yeah. you you know, but you still got to get them at two line of stutter, but get away from it quick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Dudes would be like, "Yo, I cleft and lost his mind." So that that's what's dope about the album. It's yeah. nineteen ninety seven meets twenty seventeen. The first single is, you know, what happened to love? You know, mm. and I'm talking, um, you know, they don't want to love like this no more. They don't serenade like this no more. They don't want to get no ring no more. Mm. You know, it was like, so it's sort of like the OG talking to the young blood and saying, okay, if you're going to get her, you know, these are the things that you need to do. And then it's a whole new vocabulary. So my daughter um, has given me a list of words to learn. Really? Yes. So it's funny because at times this generation do not talk in sentence at all. Oh, no. Everything sometimes is one word. And she's like, Dad, look, this one word could be a verb, adjective, adverb, depending on how you say it. Like what? Example. Um, Facts. Facts? F-A-C-T-S? I just answered you. You said, did she just give me one? And I said, facts. Facts meaning (laughs) true. (laughs) Oh, my God. See what I'm saying? You know what it means? Yeah. Yeah, anything lit. Yeah, I heard that. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that too. Already. Yeah. All right, I'm going to play this one last little game with you. Um, They're called the ones. So that means you answer the question with one answer, okay? One word or one answer? One word. With one one word. word. Oh, this is perfect. This is what my daughter trained me for. Right, exactly. With one word. Can't make this up. One favorite city to party in would be what? Or perform in? New York. Mm. One favorite food. Red snapper. One pet peeve. What? <laughs> One thing that gets on your nerves that irks you, you can't stand. Cigarette smoker. Mm. One thing you want your daughter to know about you, she doesn't. I love her. Aww. And one thing you know for sure is what? That my mama loved me. That was too many words. <laughs> mama love? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wyclef. I appreciate this. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. It's Real Talk with J.D. You can hear it on B101.9. Thank you. Also, hear Real Talk Radio with J.D. on QCityMetro.com.